0: Namaskar and welcome to Weekly Global Episode uh, Insights, episode 319. A shout out to our viewers to like this program so it can reach its maximum potential. Today is Wednesday, the 9th of March, and here are the main points. In the Russia, Ukraine, Europe developments, has Putin blinked and made the first concession? Perhaps, according to Dmitry Peskov. Russian president says that Russia is not sending conscripts or reservists to fight in Ukraine. With no takers and stuck in the Moribund, Russia offers Middle East fighters $400 a week to join Ukraine war. But the Ukrainians are ahead and over 16,000 fighters have already volunteered to fight with no pay. Seeser Ji, Namaskar. Welcome to Free Gurus channel and my apologies for some technical difficulties. Sijaji, Ji, what do you make of this? Why do you say that he might have blinked, sir? Well,
1: I think it's the first time we are hearing specific, first, firstly, good morning to everybody. Uh, you know, first time we are hearing a specific concessions, which is namely acceptance of Crimea as being part of Russia. Uh, then the territory that they have taken over to be part of Russia, uh, recogni- recognition and independence of the, the Donbass region, uh, then denuclearization, which means uh, all the enriched, uh, you know, rods to be, uh, you know, uh, to be taken away. Uh, then uh, the, you know, effectively almost dismantling the Ukrainian army. Uh, and then, of course, uh, not being part of NATO. So, when you say, if you do that, then I don't have anything against the Ukrainian people. I do not want to be part of. This is from the Russian Foreign Affairs Ministry spokesperson in the uh, conference. This is a very distant, uh, you know, ultimatum that he had said to NATO uh, in the earlier uh, last weekend, the NATO conference. Uh, NATO Secretary General was quite explicit. He said, you know, the demand that he is making is untenable. So, therefore, we are not going to concede and we have activated the response force. Hence, I am saying is probably there's a lot of pressure, especially from the Chinese. And uh, he's also frustrated by lack of progress by his own
0: army. And one of two Russian ships that attacked Snake Island is sunk near Odessa. And delaying the Russian aspirations. Are the Turkish drones a game changer in Ukraine? After the success in Libya and Azerbaijan, Ukrainians are taking out Russian tanks and equipment with Birector TV2 drones. According to US intelligence officials, the 40 mile convoy is still stuck and not making much progress. Sridharji, this, this is a sitting duck, Sridharji, this 40 mile convoy.
1: The 40-mile 40 40-mile 40 convoy is a sitting duck. Uh, two important developments. One is uh, Odessa was on target, uh, and this is something that we have talked about. Uh, the ship that is one of two ships which supposed to have attacked uh, Snake Island and uh, taken the uh, Ukrainian soldiers as prisoners. It looks like one of them has been taken down. Uh, you know, there are there is enough evidence to point that is the case but let's wait to hear uh, the, more, the more formal uh, report, but the intelligence officials believe that one of them has been taken out, which has been boasted by Zelensky. The second important uh, aspect, which we should not, is there has been this issue and query as to how and why the Russian Air Force is not very active, uh, you know, uh, or as active as it ought to be with a much more sophisticated Air Force. It appears based on uh, this Berekta drones that has been extremely successful. It is the first time this news is, you know, petering out. Initially, it was believed that these drones, which were successful in their combat missions in, uh, uh, you know, Azerbaijan and even Libya, may not stand up uh, to the Russian uh, Air Force, which is far more sophisticated It has turned out to be otherwise. So it's raising some question marks and also strategic questions, which is namely, has the Turks found the secret sauce uh, to take on some of the uh, Russian forces? So it explains the reason why this 40-mile convoy, as you rightly pointed out, uh, is a sitting duck. The advancement of this, whether it creates problems to these drones is number one. Speaking with some of the people in Ukraine, Uh, You know, the general impression that one gets from there is amongst all people, Vladimir Putin should have known that the infrastructure and the roads are not the best of the roads in that part of the world. They are highly susceptible and vulnerable. It is conceivable even if there is a small attempt, a small breakdown of one of these convoys, then the whole swag of the other following gets stuck. There's also apparently been logistical problems in terms of supplies,
0: reaching some of the members of the convoy. The IAEA has lost Chernobyl monitoring vision systems after the Russian invasion. Um, Di, so this might have been the engineers who have taken over the Chernobyl. They might have turned off the network access or is it something beyond that, sir? Is the radiation level still within controls? The radiation levels are still within
1: controls at that point of time. Breaking news this morning as we came into the story, as we came into the show uh, is that uh, the Russian forces according to the Ukrainians have shut down the power supply to to the nuclear plant, potentially causing problems for those fuel rods which requires continuous energy and power supply to prevent the radioactiveness. So whether that's just going to create more problems, we don't know, or whether they're being shifted safely to some other location and hence they've turned off the power, we don't know. But these are all possibilities um, as, we, as we contemplate and determine you know, what exactly are the next steps that are going to come out, not only from Russia, but from IAEA and from the Ukrainian officials as far as these
0: nuclear reactors go. And NATO must ensure that the conflict doesn't spread beyond Ukraine, says NATO Secretary General. Uh, on, the US also rejects the idea of limited no-fly zones in Ukraine to protect the on human protect the humanitarian corridors. US intelligence sees no unusual activity from Russian nuclear forces despite a Putin order. So this is something very interesting. The, he had put the nuclear forces on alert, I believe about a week ago and now US intelligence sees that there is no discernible change. So is that does it mean that uh, the Russian army is no longer listening to Putin, Sridharji?
1: No, I think that the other way to interpret that is that the Russian army, I mean, this was a possibly uh, a deceptive or deception uh, that he is using uh, basically to take over the plants and move all the enriched uh, fuel as well as the uh, prevent a potential enrichment, as well as the rods to shift the rods back into Russia, so that Ukraine has no capabilities for future enrichment. So I think that may be the strategy when you follow the storyline that is evolving. But the good news here is that uh, both IAEA as well as the U.S. intelligence, uh, you know, is quite confident that there is no imminent attack or there is no possibility of an imminent attack uh, as threatened by Vladimir Putin.
0: I mean, he's not even flying his aircraft. Uh, That kind of begs the question if he's going to escalate it to the next level. So, we'll have to wait and see. Poland to send all MiG-29 fighter jets to US airbase Ramstein in Germany amid Ukraine conflict. US Secretary of State wraps a Baltic state store with assurances as the Russian invasion rages on. Sridharji, I read that the Vice President was on her way to Warsaw. Um, do you know? I think she's on her way today. She's on her way to, uh,
1: to both Poland as well as Romania. Uh, there's already one uh, mixed report that is coming out. She seems to have uttered something uh, or in the process of uttering something or wo- there is a press release that has come out, but I'm not going to comment on that until uh, more news more specific news comes out. As far as this uh, mid-29s are concerned, uh, United States has declined uh, the attempted move by Poland. So when we uh, you know reported this story uh, or when we uh, wrote the story, uh, it, it was intended that they would move, but they will not be moving into Ukraine. If you recall, uh, Russians were, uh, the Polish were supposed to move the big 29s, and that to be augmented by the more modern US planes. Uh, that's not to be the case, and uh, the, these big 29s are not even moving to Ramstein in uh, Germany. So clearly, I think some some discussions have broken down, or there is a growing feeling that the drones in Ukraine are working. That is the reason why there is no need for planes. The remote-activated drones are capable of combating the Russian Air Force and they have been far more effective than what people thought it would be. And this is also the reason why we are not seeing uh, a very sophisticated uh, formation and attacks from the Russian forces. There's also a report which says that some of their planes have been taken out but until we we have more concrete evidence uh, we can put it down to as a fog of war uh,
0: propaganda. And in U.S. news, Biden tells U.S. will ban Russian oil imports and says up to 4,000 Russian soldiers have been killed and 1.75 million refugees have fled. Biden gets critiqued by his own party for reaching out to Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil to mitigate the Russian ban and domestic shortages. Approve our permits. U.S. oil industry responds after Biden announces Russian oil ban. So, this is a unilateral ban, yours. I had given a monologue two days ago saying that the US might go it alone. I said 24 to 36 hours. Exactly what we said happened. Now, the point is, US was taking up to 8% of US's consumption was Russian oil. So, I think Biden was trying to make up that shortfall by talking to Venezuela and Saudi Arabia, and his own party is criticizing him. What are they planning on doing? Running, going around in horseback, sir? Biden's uh, presidency, I think many people have
1: uh, asked the rationale as to why this war, you know, many have attributed it is the warmongering of United States that eventually leads to war. No, my answer is we have a weak and incompetent president probably running the US today and a guy who is not allowing his industry to basically lift the supplies and quite quickly augment US needs. But on the contrary, until recently, Venezuela was on the no-no list of United States. Now he's going to Venezuela and asking whether you can give oil. They have been cutting the supplies from Saudi. Now they're going to the Saudis and saying, can you give me oil? They're going to even UAE and asking UAE for oil. Both Saudi and UAE have told the United States politely, no, sorry, we are not in lifting our supplies. They are not augmenting. Just as the Qataris told Mr Biden, I'm fully booked to Asia. I can not give natural gas. So I think what you're witnessing is a president uh, or presidency by being run by multiple constituents within the administration, creating chaos and pandemonium. It begs the question why, why, why they cannot give permissions and lift the oil uh, resources from within United States. American oil for American people is the new slogan that is being uh, heard
0: or that is being uh, you know, communicated through social media channels, uh, Shriji. And China is the leading threat to the US and will try and find ways to seek Taiwan reunification, warn US officials. China says common goal with Russia and cannot be trusted to mediate on Ukraine, says lawmakers in the Foreign Relations Committee hearing. This is of the US. Chinese hackers penetrated at least six state governments, says US cybersecurity firm. Sir, this I find it very funny. Why six, sir? Every state has been penetrated. Well, I think
1: that uh, somebody has to present the evidence, right? You know, which is to say that you know all fifty-two <laughs> states have been. Uh, so therefore, uh, where is the evidence? Immediately, people saw a cyber firm which is tracking and monitoring the six states says, "Hey, you know, I see some strange things going on." It's probably why uh, six states, uh, defense department, space department, uh, you know, every administrative building in the government, treasury, probably everything is vulnerable. Uh, You know, this has been the case for quite some time, power grids, infrastructure. United States is so far behind in terms of the cyber warfare and cyber threats. This is one of the policy decisions that was taken during the Trump administration and and being continued. And only thing is the question is whether either the prior or the current administration has done anything from a Response measures, we don't know as yet, but not based on the information that we are
0: seeing that they have been able to do so. And After energy and wheat, now comes nickel. Surging nickel prices could hamper automaker ambitions to step up EV plan. Um, Sridharji, nickel is an essential part of the batteries, isn't it, sir? It is. It is lithium batteries. If you
1: recall in one of our first shows, Uh, which is a monologue, you know, 10 minutes. We talked about what the consequences of the escalation of this war. We talked about three things, energy, wheat, which is food. And we also talked about inert gases that comes from Ukraine, which is essential. We also talked about the rare metals such as Nickel and Aluminium. Now you're finding all those things are impacted for a range of reasons and prices Escalating and nickel is far more uh, critical because it is used in a number of industries, most notably uh, the
0: automotive industry. And in Asia news, Xi objects to Russia sanctions and summit with France and Germany. China bans anti Russia social propaganda. UN rights boss to visit China, including Xinjiang, in May. The third thing is very, very interesting, Sridharji. Suddenly, UN is finding its backbone. Well, I think it's not. I think
1: this all may be a PR propaganda. Okay, so remember United Nations, WHO, any of these organizations have a very strong uh, influence with China and vice-versa. So it's very fascinating. This UNHR conference was going on in Geneva and uh, now they have given access and they say, come down. So you know whether they brought their act together or whether they've cleaned up everything so that when these people come, they can give a clean cheat, which is to say, hey, you know, we don't see anything here. They're all working normally in factories, remains to be seen, just as, just as what we have found in the case of COVID-19. There's a COVID-19 story breaking out. We'll report
0: that on our Friday edition. And uh, UMC, that is a, a semiconductor company, fab company, it is not as big as TSMC, but UMC is also a significant player. The founder of UMC says his sons are Taiwanese and they would fight if China invades. And Taiwan sent aircraft broadcast radio warnings, deployed air defense missiles to monitor PLAAF aircraft. Five Chinese military aircraft enter Taiwan's ADIZ. Taiwan orchids blossom on the photo of the day standing in solidarity with Ukraine. Russia listing Taiwan as unfriendly nation creates little impact. Sir, this UMC business, I think UMC has a sister plant in uh, China. It's called Grace Semiconductor Corporation, if I'm not wrong, sir. And I think the son uh, got into a fight with the father 30 years ago or something. He went to mainland China and he started this Great Semiconductor Corporation. So there is a very interesting history here. Perhaps you can throw some light on it, sir. I think that's it. So
1: there is a Chinese, there is a UMC uh, 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 Taiwanese uh, plant in China started by the Sun. Uh, they have been descaling ever since the uh, Taiwan, uh, you know, came under the threat of the Chinese uh, incursions. Now it has come into the open that basically that you know, the, these kids are going to fight with the Taiwanese inspired by what is happening in Ukraine. By the way, the, uh, you know, Taiwan, uh, sem- the entire semiconductor complexes are now being descaled from uh, China and some of the operations have been relocated or are being relocated to Japan. There is also a new semiconductor fab factory coming up in the um, United States in Austin. And uh, I think Intel is also building something to counter because says, you know we'll also augment the capacity. So there is a move going on. This specific incident tells you that uh, the national patriotism is probably uh, coming into the focus again within, uh, within Taiwan, very similar to Ukraine all these other things that we uh, you have reported or be reporting is symbolism that is reflecting that Taiwan says, I'm going to be very much like Ukraine. I'm with Ukraine. So what, do, what does uh, Russia do? Russia says what Taiwan does, we don't care, we don't bother. What does China do? China basically again, air defence, intrusion zone, they penetrate with more with five or six planes coming back in. So they're going to have this continuous furloughs. Of planes uh, coming into uh, into Taiwan to see when will China blink, when will Taiwan blink? So very interesting
0: times as we as we move ahead. Uh, Shiji, Asian companies hesitate on Russia pullout as Western boycotts mount. Now we have the last one that left, I think, was Coca-Cola. You had McDonald's leave, Starbucks leave, Coca-Cola, and these are all franchises. So what it means essentially is the supply line gets cut, I think. Sridharji, your take on this and what are the Asian companies that need to be, that are sitting on the fence, sir? Well, uh, the amount
1: of uh, investments that the American companies have made is quite significant when it opened up. You correctly have pointed out quite a few of them are franchisees or franchises. Where there is a manufacturing complex, which is uh, through a collaboration. Interestingly, Vladimir Putin has issued a statement that he will nationalize those factories, effectively taking over the assets, which probably were joint ventures. As far as the Asians are concerned, predominantly there are uh, three uh, national institutions or three national nations involved. One is Japanese companies, uh, electronics. Second is the uh, Korean companies, which is in the Automotive and uh, the other electronic uh, manufacturing. And then there's little bits and pieces of Vietnam and other Asian uh, institutions in uh, Russia. They're saying we'll wait and watch as to what happens rather than lift carte blanche as the US has done. The amount of uh, the, sorry, the, um, uh, what you call the penalties and the uh, sanctions have been only at the government level in Asia. It has not cascaded itself into private
0: enterprises as yet. And in Indian news, all Indian students have been evacuated from Suma area of Ukraine and from there travel by train to Western Ukraine via Poltava and then Operation Ganga will take them home, says MEA spokesperson. Indian student in Ukraine joins Ukraine Army to fight the Russians, this I find it unusual because you have to have basic training. So I'm wondering what uh, somebody can just jump in and contribute to It's very interesting because I picked up
1: and uh, followed this. Apparently, Indian Army rejected him three times because of his height. He has a passion. It's a passion, uh, uh, you know, to fight. He and. His height is, I don't know what's his five feet, six inches or less of a specific height. He's from Coimbatore in uh, Tamil Nadu. And he also uh, tried to enlist in the Georgian army. Lo and behold, now the, uh, now the um, Ukrainians opened up. They have readily embraced him. Uh, I'm told that the NIA in India politely knocked at his uh, home and inquired and the parents of this uh, young man uh, making a plea to the government to bring him back home. I don't think he's coming back home. I think he's uh, he has chosen his
0: passion and he's going to fight in the Ukrainian army, sir. Yes, indeed. and We will wait and watch what happens. That's all we can do. We wish him best of luck and that uh, he survives this thing safely. I think the flexing point is not very fast either. G. From my perspective on this war, it depends upon now what Russia is thinking, not Putin what Russia is thinking. At what point Russia will say enough is enough. Let's cut our losses. This madness must stop. We'll see how this goes. India and so China have... yeah. Sorry, India So just on that, very interesting point you are making because
1: uh, you just put an interesting context. Russians advised the Iraqis when US invaded Iraq, do not fight the Americans in a traditional manner fight the Americans in a gorilla and warfare, urban warfare, so that they don't know where their attacks are coming from. This is Russia advising the Iraqis, the various factions which fought the Americans. Now, Ukrainians are using the same technique, which the Russians advised the Iraqis. So they have prepared themselves adequately to fight the gorilla warfare and take the Russians on. And they're not using the conventional weapons, they're using all these handheld grenades, Javelin, Stinger missiles, uh, anti-tank guns, uh, as well as they're using now the drones very effectively. So it's very interesting as to how the same strategies which worked to stall progress is being used again in Ukraine. And thanks to Vladimir, he seems to have taught the Ukrainians how to fight his own army. I just wanted to make that observation because you you set an interesting context. I'm sorry, I took away a minute of your time away from the specific topic.
0: Not at all, Sridharji. At the end of this, if I have time, I'll explain to you a couple of videos I've seen. Very, very interesting. India and China should help each other and not drain each other, says Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi. I think China should start by withdrawing from all the occupied areas, Sridharji, don't you think? Uh, I think that is, uh,
1: you know, this is uh, the camaraderie between uh, Mr. Modi, Mr. Putin and uh, Mr. Wang Yi, And I think he's trying to pull a fast one. I think between the two of them, uh, they're trying to persuade Modi to, uh, you know, oblige and break the nexus with the West. Then once he does so, then uh, game over. I think Modi is too smart to recognize all these kinds of games that are going on. So he'll play in his own
0: way. The U.S. Trade Policy Forum, TPF, which was revived in 2021, will focus on building a resilient global supply chain as India and U.S. find new ways to collaborate, says U.S. Trade Representative to Congress. India potentially to open up its markets for cherries and alfalfa hay at the request of U.S. after pork, as USTR continues to work with India to expand trade. The CAATSA discussions continue and any sanctions under the scheme would be foolhardy, says U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, a Republican in Foreign Relations Committee hearings. Watch this committee hearings, yours. We'll get an update for you today, if if it's possible, as a monologue to tell you specifically what is happening in this. Because if you remember, I had a monologue where the U.S. Assistant Secretary of State, Donald Liu, had briefed two senators in uh, Foreign Relations Committee hearings about India's record, especially on towards its minorities. I had told them that, this, that they are drinking the same Kool Aid as the USC IRF. So you see the danger now when you let somebody give a fa- fake narrative that starts taking a life of its own. Sridharji.
1: well, I um, look. I think um, this is where there is a general categorization of everything is United States and everything is West. There are two sets of policies. There is a Democratic Party policy and there is a Republican Party policy. Under the Republican Party policy, you have had bilateral trade, strategic partnerships, the whole range of things develop. Whenever CAA, National Register, all these issues came up, Mr trump politely said that's an india matter they know how to take care of it now you come shift to the democratic administration either now or prior in the obama biden period they seem to have somehow uh, you know got their uh, you know facts wrong or they want to get all these other perspectives which is to somehow marginalize india and put it in a different context maybe their biases are towards The Congress Party and the other allies of the Congress Party, whereas you know Trump seems to be much more inclined towards uh, the BJP type of uh, or the centre-right or right type organisations. So you are seeing the policy differences. So you have to look at this delineation from the optics around that. Now, since you mentioned, uh, you know, Mr. Liu, at the same hearing, Mr. Ted Cruz said, "Hey." We these are it's a democracy. It is the largest democracy. We are the oldest democracy, two democratic nations. We have built a very strong relationship and even in the Abrahamic Accords, we have built a partnership. What you guys are doing with your very silly narrative is unbundling all the good work that we had done. So this is what is going on with uh, this a Democratic uh, Party led various secretaries who seems to have an agenda of their own. Um,
0: Viewers, I would, uh, through this video, request the Democrats to first look inward. You need to send some of your congressmen and women to jail. One of them was caught in the bed with a Chinese spy and that person is heading up some committees now. What is going on, Nancy Pelosi? And what about uh, Ilan Omar? What have you done about her uh, immigration problem? Why do you not try to first, first of all, fix your house? Then you can't talk about doing something to other people. This is really, really gone for too long, Sridharji. I am extremely, you know, disturbed that a country of U.S. is have where the judiciary is truly independent, and 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 nothing is happening in this. So anyway, this is just my rant. Let's move on. Australia, India move towards free trade pact to cut China dependence. Uh, you see, China made things for free. They made Ganesha's play Ganesha's for free. I mean, more or less, very, very cheap. You know, I don't think India can, you know, find these things elsewhere. It needs to grow its own industry. That's my two cents, sir. Your take. No, I think my two cents uh, in this is
1: China played a very calibrated and very clever game, not by itself. Uh, you know, I'm not an Indian expert, but I'm told that the uh, CCP and the Congress party had some kind of a strategic partnership and joint agreement signed. Nobody has revealed what the scope of that agreement is. Over a period of time, the Chinese imports skyrocketed to the extent that every little piece of thing had to be imported from China, creating a huge, huge Trade imbalance, over and about the surcharges that India pays for its oil imports. Hence, its economic progress was considerably impaired, which is being reset. So, whether the, you know why Ganesha should be made and why uh, you know uh, Parvati should be made, or why Goddess Sharda should be made, or why Durga should be made, why like Danginaya should be made in China is uh, is quite ridiculous, which is at the expense of the Indian uh, artisans and Indian craftsmen and, you know, the local industry, you know, which emotionally and uh, as well as spiritually connects with these things. Whereas just cutting a die and sending it in my view is not the most appropriate way to uh, conduct. And, uh, you know, you should be using China for something else. If
0: you're, if at all, you're using it. That That's my view. Uh, Shiji. <clears throat> and the LIC IPO is likely to be deferred and India hopes to mobilize 1.3 lakh crores from disinvestments next fiscal year. Indian Prime Minister addressed sovereign funds, private equity groups, asset managers on India's broad disinvestment and asset monetization program. This LIC uh, going IPO strategy is a very interesting concept because it is also, believe it or not, tied to the ongoing unfolding NSE scam. Anyway, we will talk about that separately on a different hangout, sir. Um, your thoughts on why they are differing it, any idea? Uh, because of the present market
1: conditions, they are differing it because the price point would be very low if you're going into an IPO in a turbulent kind of a market uh, and market is not in a mood to uh, you know welcome a new uh, IPO. I think that would be the reason the sentiments delay. And this is where it's very intriguing to me that how come Mr. Vladimir Putin who visited and met with Modi in December right mid- mid- december did not give him advance warning something is going something is cooking while on the contrary he seems to have given advance warning which allowed china to retool its supply chains he listened to uh, xi jinping and delayed the uh, uh, you know the uh, the the invasion of ukraine but he doesn't seem to have uh, given the same piece of intelligence and input to mr modi you know, who went on the path towards an IPO. Now he finds that the markets are in turmoil. So therefore, he's is delaying it. Yet, Russia
0: is considered the strategic bandhu of India. ji, this is not the first time that Russia has withheld intelligence. Uh, this, another thing happened in the Galwan thing could have been avoided if Russia had properly given the advice. More interestingly, why the defence intelligence relied on Russia's input and not on its own intelligence is another problem. So, anyway, we'll just go on to the next point because people will think that 3IR is again ranting. It's all right. India is trying to find ways to cushion the impact from spiraling oil prices. India is set to export a record 7 million tons of wheat as a rally in global prices. Gives the world's second largest producer of grain an opportunity to gain market share. Russia and Ukraine account for 30% of the world's wheat exports. On this point, I just wanted to say that the wheat bowls for India are Haryana and Punjab. And if Punjab had not indulged in this adventurism against farmer protests, just think about it. Everybody would be like, you know, they would be growing three crops a year. They have abundance of, at least they used to have abundance of water so something here where you know you you've done something and then it's now uh, probably uh, another opportunity that might have been missed see how do you see this
1: well, I think that uh, Modi is a true mercantile man he seizes every opportunity to create a trade and basically you know uh, you know make make uh, convert it into uh, a realized gain for himself. So therefore, I think they saw a window of opportunity. The prices had gone up by 40%. Uh, they saw a window, they have pushed up the exports significantly. Uh, now I, I'm told that uh, with one month left, which is March that well, they're likely to cross 7 million tons, probably the highest uh, export uh, achieved for the wheat and probably picking up the market share and the market share will remain. The reasons being, for a considerable period of time, the supply chains are going to be disrupted. It is going to take some time for Ukraine to get back. So I think Modi has made a strategic move and I think they are watching and making this is very unusual, but very, very, uh, you know, very welcome move by India to
0: seize every opportunity that is coming along its way. sir. Absolutely, sir. Just two, two, two cents to add to what you just said, sir. it, It Modi has been spot on. The farmers' bill should have been embraced by both hands, with both hands by the farmers. It was going to help the farmers, and now you are having an urban naxal party about to come to power in Punjab. These guys know nothing about governance and everything about obstruction. If you thought that the Congress government in Punjab was obstructionist, this is going to take you to a whole new level. Enjoy, Punjabis. You you deserve what you get. I mean, you got what you deserve. Unfortunately, I'm. Brave. I know a lot of Punjabis are very good friends of mine. But when you elect someone like Arm army Party, it is not good because they are even worse than the Congress in terms of obstructing. These are urban naxals. That's that is their. Uh, you know that is their mantra. So it's going to be very interesting times ahead. All four corners, Sridharji. You have tension points now. Tamil Nadu because of uh, uh, China breathing down the neck. Kerala also same problem. Punjab now because of Pakistan and and Khalistan. And in uh, in Bengal because of illegal immigration. And and uh, you know this is just. I can't understand why people you know don't underst- they understand the concept that you are an Indian first. You are a human being about that, but you are an Indian before you start thinking of something else about. Thinking yourself along religious lines. I'm sorry to go on and on on a rant, but I saw a video, Sridharji, where a, a Russian helicopter pilot was shot down. And, um, you know, he, he landed, he was okay, but he had suffered some bruises. The Ukrainian soldiers captured him, and um, they uh, basically connected him up with his uh, girlfriend in Russia. It, and it, this yeah. whole thing is captured on video. The thing was, I, I was surprised. I mean, they they were actually treating him quite nicely, Sridharji. Well,
1: I think look, it's
0: uh, you know I can react
1: and give enough st- just very similar to yourself. We talked about it offline as to what is going on, but we have number of very uh, you know uh, patriotic Indians who think that uh, you know you and I are spinning uh, Western stories. So I am resisting resisting the temptation to speak, uh, you know, two sentences about this. Let the truth be revealed. I have only one point for all the people to remember as far as India's adventure with socialism is concerned. For 60 years, India supported Russia and followed Russian policies. It took 60 years from 1947 to 2007, 2008 before it hit $1 trillion economic GDP number, 60 years. Modi in his 10 years with a multiplier is likely to hit 2 trillion. He probably would have crossed 2.5 trillion in 10 years of his tenure relative to what it took. The asset monetization program as well as the disinvestment program that you're talking about is a complete antithesis to the Russian central corrupt model of socialism and that is what Modi is following. And by the way, there is no Lavrov attending this disinvestment program. There is no Vladimir Putin attending this program, nor the sovereign funds. Most of these funds which are coming in are Western funds who are buying and investing the money through a, a properly defined capitalization structure. All this has happened in the last 12 to 14 years, even during. The Narsimarao's time when India was a $250 billion GDP, the reforms only hit the tip of the iceberg before he was compromised. So I just don't understand from purely the economic numbers why there is such a passion for this socialism and the adventurism of Putin, who is committing, doesn't matter, don't worry about whether the United States was right or wrong in advancing into the nations, but this is a disruption that we least wanted. And uh, some of the stuff that we are hearing and seeing is quite outrageous in terms of what is going on, Shriji.
0: And uh, uh, lastly, I just uh, read the news coming over the wire that about 32 people from the CBI are investigating the NSE scam. Um, It is is good, but my take is that during the Modi first term, a certain individual whose name I shall not take cut the budget for the CBI by half because he did not want CBI doing a lot of inquiries. I'm not sure if that budget has been restored. In my opinion, the national investigative agencies should be 10 times what the current strength is. That is the amount of activity going on in some states. Sridharji, I'm not exaggerating one bit. I have a lot of data where I'm just waiting for actual actionable evidence before I go out to the people to share with them the truth. Do read my books. It's fiction, but it has got a lot of foundational uh, basis. There's a lot of facts down there. I'm writing these things in the hope that you know some of you will understand how you can put two and two together and come up with the right answer. The same thing goes for US elections also. So Thank you very much Sridharji and once again apologies for starting a little bit late. I had some technical difficulties today and as always it's a pleasure to have you sir. We will see you back on Friday. Namaskar. Namaskar. Thank you.